This is 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast. I'm Elvis Iverson and this and with El, with Errol Anderson and um Betty Olson and Marty Paris. 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast is an international project in 72 Nations where 72 Nations can call into a live conference call for prayer, healing, deliverance, throne room encounters. Angelical encounters, prophecy, visions, social, um, 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 soul presence, God, revival, anointing, and breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, when did I start doing this? These conference calls. Well, in in two thousand and thirteen, the Lord led me. It was me and um, um, it was at that time we were S I M, Apostolic Conference Call. Hallelujah. And it was Elvis Iverson and. And Rodney Folkers. Rodney Folkers is a missioner. He was a person that was, um, you know, a farmer, and and he um, was selling the the wind blowing, and all of a sudden he had a, a conversion. Hallelujah! And and he would just go to the mountains of Montana and seek the Lord, and and he was a missioner. Hallelujah! And he was a a, a pioneer, and he's a co labor a co labor and co-founder for Supplication National Ministries and Global and Commission Apostle Trinity Church. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. And amen. Praise God. And then um, when we formed um, 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast, hallelujah, um, the Lord let us do it. Hallelujah. Amen. To reach the 72 nations. Because God gave me a dream about 72 nations. Hallelujah. And apostles in 72 nations. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Errol Anderson is the burden bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah. He is an apostolic teacher. Hallelujah. He has been to a, a certain number of nations. Hallelujah. As as a missionary. Hallelujah. And and, and he is a, a person that prays and fasts and, and um, follows the leading of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a true... Pentecostal, hallelujah, praise the Lord, an old-timer, hallelujah, that um, continues to be renewed by the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, amen, and and um, glory to God, and, um, and and then you have Betty White, Betty White is a intercessor, is is a, leads a prayer group, hallelujah, and, and, and in the past she was a um, part of um, administrator and, and intercessor for, for big Ministries, a couple of big ministries in the past, how she really influenced and helped and aided. And now she's leading this prayer group, hallelujah, that meets in Phoenix, Arizona, hallelujah, that, that, that's um, praying for divine change in in America and in other nations around the world. And she moves in healing and deliverance. Marty um, um, Paris, um, Paris is, is a warrior of God. He is a warrior of God, a warrior of God, hallelujah, and and um, he led a, a for a time he led a, a spirit of warfare network in Nebraska, and then the Lord um called him to help raise up global and commission apostle Trinity Church, hallelujah. He is one of the pillars and co-founders and co-laborers of global and commission apostle Trinity Church, hallelujah. Praise God, and and I'm glad that he has come a part of Seven Two Nations Conference Call podcast, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Amen, hallelujah, and and I'm Elvis Iverson, Amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My articles are read 
um, by many across the world. Um, my ebooks and 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 people watch my seedcast videos and and listen to our podcasts. Hallelujah, praise God! I mentored several people around the world: apostles and prophets, fivefold ministers, business people, politicians. Hallelujah, glory to God! Many people have have been influenced um, by this ministry in India and in the Philippines and Africa and and several nations around the world. Hallelujah, praise God. Um, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. I was already in a traditional church, but I wanted to know the Lord more, and I kept on calling upon the Lord. And one day, the Holy Spirit, I, I, I prayed a prayer, and I said, I want to serve you all that is life. I give my life to you. And it was like somebody opened the door of my bedroom, and it was filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking tongues. Hallelujah. When I was 14 years old, hallelujah, I heard the voice minister my word. The voice of Jesus ministered my word, hallelujah. I heard it three times, hallelujah. When I was 16, I began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. When I was 19, hallelujah, I had an encounter of the Lord Jesus Christ. In, in, in hallelujah, encounter of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Jesus Christ appeared to me. He, he asked me how many members I want. And he gave me a vision for my life, a vision for my church, a vision for my ministry, and a vision for Omaha, Nebraska. And he laid his hands upon me and reached his power in me. And from that day forward, I started flowing in word rivers, opposite prophetic rivers, the deep prophetic, signs and wonders, hallelujah, the gifts of the Spirit, the blitz gifts of God, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, amen. There was a time. Amen. Right after I got done with Bible college and I began to minister on the reservations in, in Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota, I would have visions, um, 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 several visions of heaven and some visions of, of hell and, and several visions of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we're in a day where, where I've translated to many nations and I've also teleported. Hallelujah. And, um, and also, um, I, um, I've been having visions, going up in the throne room every day, and exploring the many heavens. God has given me the revelation of the many heavens, hallelujah. But also, God has led us to um, to plant a church in Omaha, Nebraska, it's called Global, first of all, Global Anna Commission Apostle Training Church, hallelujah. It is a radical, normal church. It is, it is um, a church of, let me tell you, it is um, um, a community of home churches. Each Global Anna is a community of home churches with a sanctuary. And Global Anarch is an association of churches in many cities and many nations. Global Anarch is a radical normal church, a mission-based church, a home church-based, a family-based church, a house of prayer-based, a supernatural encounter-based. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And if you're looking for a church, amen, for Global Anarch, you can find us on Facebook uh, or or um, uh, or um, visit um, ElvisIverson.com. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and so, but Supplication National Ministries has been ministering for years. That's the name of the ministry. Um, 17 Nations Conference Call Podcast is a part of that. And um, you can visit ElvisIverson.com and become a partner and plant a seed. Hallelujah. And 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 um, and get connected. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And click on the next time torch and get connected. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to mail us a donation, you make the checks out to... Supplication National Ministries and the member rate donation and the mail to Supplication International Ministries, P.O. Box 8132, Omaha, Nebraska, 68108. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, you can give by the cash app. The, uh, the cash app, it's the money sign, then SIM Omaha. You can give through PayPal. It's paypal.me slash SIM Omaha. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, um, 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our messages, um, we have our podcast um, once a month, hallelujah, except just in December. Hallelujah. And the number to call in is is 516-597-9857. Hallelujah. Praise God. And and that is in Central Time Zone. Central Time Zone. That's Central Time Zone. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're calling from the outside of the USA, hallelujah, you have to enter um, that number plus the access code, which is 3441921 plus the pound sign. Also, you can go to com. hallelujah. Amen. And we have more information about... Um, um, 17 inch comes called pockets. We have 70 numbers that, that a number for 70 nations that you can call. And also, there's an app that you can download. You can go to a free conference call and you can download this app. Hallelujah! You can download this app. Hallelujah! Either on your phone or on your computer. Hallelujah! Where you can call in free and you just got to enter the meeting ID is SIM team. Hallelujah! Praise God. And, um, um, one thing is, um, you want to. Ch- with the center time zone, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And if you want to check your time zone, you can go to worldtimebuddy.com, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. And glory to God. So, so um, also we have a, a partners list, amen, hallelujah. You want to become, um, re- receive more from the 72 Nations Conference call. It's a Google group, hallelujah. And you can say, hey, just prescribe me to your 72 Nations Conference Seven Two Nations Google Group, Hallelujah, and also follow Elvis Ives on Twitter, Hallelujah. Praise God. The no times and dates, Hallelujah. Also, we have a Facebook page for it, which is Seven Two Nations Comes Call Podcast. And after, after these messages, after these messages are done, Amen, Hallelujah. They are uploaded to our podcast, Hallelujah, which is Anchor FM Seven Two Nations, and and also Elvis Iverson has. A, a um, podcast is Anchor.fm, Elvis Iverson, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, amen, and, um, amen, and, and Errol Anderson has his own podcast, hallelujah, amen, Anchor.fm slash Errol Anderson, E-R-R-Y-L, and then A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray, praise the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me just, I want to pray for everyone here that's listening to this message right now. Hallelujah. I want to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, in the authority of the Lord Jesus, I pray, Father, for everyone who's listening to this message. It will influence in the church of the world of God and the 72 nations. Oh God, Lord, I pray, Lord, let let many people come from each of these nations into this uh, uh, call. This comes call, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and let revival come to the seven two nations of God. Raise up apostles, prophets, raise up the new apostolic ones, and establish the thesis of the reverend, establish the reformed grace message of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, let everyone that has called up, that partake, hallelujah, that's influenced by this ministry, bring forth multitudes of breakthrough, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God. Lord, I pray, release deliverance, eating, healing, healing, miracles, creating miracles. Release freedom in Jesus' name. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, man. Lord God, I pray, Father, for breakthroughs, restitution, restoration, restoration, healing. Amen. Hallelujah. And freedom to come to people. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And Father God, I pray. Amen. 
I release the revival anointing. Release multitudes of breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe the Bible is the Word of God. I believe the God of the Bible. I believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, three in one. I believe in the virgin birth, the death, burial, and resurrection, and your ascension, and your second coming. I believe that you're forgiving me of all my sins. You wash my... You wash me from all my sins. You read my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you have saved me. Lord Jesus, come in my heart. Live and abide with me forever. Lord Jesus, confess you as Savior. Lord Jesus, confess you as Lord. Anoint me to serve you all the days of life. Lord Jesus, save me now. Lord Jesus, save me. Let me be born again. I commit my life to you. I surrender my life to you. And help me to serve you all the days of my life. Save me now in Jesus' name. Let me be born again in Jesus' name. Come in my heart and live and abide with me forever. Fill me full of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. In Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. Well, stay tuned, hallelujah, for our next episode, hallelujah. Praise God. This is just the introduction of, of 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast. Hallelujah, amen. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the 72 Nations Conference Call. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. My name is Marty Paris. I am the host today. Today we have Brother Elvis Iverson from Supplication International Ministries and Global Antioch Commission Apostle Trinity Church in Omaha, Nebraska, who will be joining us shortly to pray. We have Betty Olson, a prayer warrior and a beautiful sister of the Most High God. And we also have the burning bush of North Dakota, the man who puts fear in the religious people, trust the spirit of the living God, Early Anderson. So welcome, my brothers and sisters from the nations of the world. We praise and bless the name of the Most High God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Holy Spirit. So please lead us and guide us. Teach us to be salt and light on this earth, Father God, and let your word flow. Let the glory come down, and let us show even those non-believers that we are salt and light on this earth, and not to judge them, but to point out that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through him. So welcome again. Let all the glory be to God the Father. And Elvis, my brother, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory. Amen. I'm going to pray a prayer. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, we pray, Father, or that you will break up the fallow ground. You break up the follow ground throughout the body of Christ. You break up the follow ground. In the name of Jesus Christ. You break up the follow ground in the nations, O oh Lord. In the many cities, in the many people groups. Break up the follow ground in every capital. In every state capital. Every national capital. Break up the follow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. In our lives. In Jesus' name. Oh, God, Lord, 
Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that you'll break up the follow ground. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that, that Lord, um, you have plans for us. You have plans for us. We must clear the field. We must clear the field for God. Hallelujah. We must clear the field. Hallelujah. Lord God, break up the fallow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. Break up the fallow ground in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father God, we pray. In Jesus' name. Lord God, we bind and rebuke and renounce and uproot every deaf, dumb spirit, every doctrine of demon, every seducing spirit, every deception, every delusion, every spirit of error, every spiritual blindness. In the name of Jesus Christ, every religious spirit, every witchcraft spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lord God, every lie. Lord, the, Jesus said everything that came before me are thieves and robbers. Jesus is the door, and there is no other door. There is no other way. Father God, break up the follow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. Break up the follow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, send forth your angels and God bring the spiritual breakthrough in us. That you remove the blinders from our eyes and the and the religious earplugs out of our ears, oh God. Set us free from demons in our mind that 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 say, Hey, hey, don't believe in signs and wonders. Don't believe in this. Don't believe in that. Lord, set us free from our lukewarmness. God, Lord. Many are lukewarm, and they don't even know they're lukewarm. Set us free from our cold hearts. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, break up the foul ground. Pour out the spirit of repentance. Pour out the spirit of awakening. Pour out the spirit of revelation. Pour out the spirit of prayer. Pour out the spirit of fasting. Pour out, God, the spirit of signs and wonders. Pour out the spirit of reformation. Pour out the spirit of revival in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, Lord, break up the follow ground in the name of Jesus. Because break up the follow ground in Jesus' name. Oh God, break up the follow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, break up the follow ground in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, the blood of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ, oh God. Father God, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, oh Lord, Lord, that that you will, um, oh God, bring kind refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Times of revival in Jesus' name. Father God, that you awaken the remnant. That you awaken that the, the, there'll be a harvest of the remnant and harvest of labors. And there'll be the harvest of the church. 
that Christianity will be re-evangelized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You'll bring reformation to the church in Jesus' name. Break up the fallow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. Break up the fallow ground in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you will bring forth repentance all over the earth, throughout the church, throughout America, throughout the nations in Jesus' name. I pray, awaken us, O God. This is a time to awaken. We pray for great spiritual awakening in the church in Jesus' name, that we will awaken to Orthodox Christianity, God. I'm not talking about Orthodox. I'm talking about the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We pray, Lord, awaken us, O God, to the Holy Spirit. Awaken us to prayer. Awaken us to biblical fellowship. Awaken us to your word. It's time for us to awaken, Lord God. We pray, bring forth the Reformation of the Church. Establish the Church in the Third Reformation, the thesis of the Third Reformation. Bring Reformation to all Christianity. God, bring Reformation to all Christianity in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, these things that oppose you, these things that oppose your plans, these things that oppose your apostles and prophets, these things that, that are opposing you, God, Lord, let them melt with fervent heat in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray, Lord, we are we have entered into the new apostolic age of revival. Lord, pour out many revivals in Jesus' name. Restore the revival life of God. The Bible talks about the restoration of all things. Restore the revival revival. Lord, some people say Hallelujah. Some people say that 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 the church needs revival because we have lost certain things and we shouldn't need revival. But Lord, you told me when I looked in the Bible, look for the word glory. And so it's actually the glory of God. For God, we want to flow in the Holy Spirit. Raise up the horsemen of revival. Raise up the catalyst of revival. Establish the the, the um, facilities of revival. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that everywhere we look there will be revival. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, break up the fallow ground in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we pray for outpouring the unfolding of the presence of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your glory come. Let your glory come. Let your glory come, O God. There's the glory that belongs to you, which is worship and praise and honor and reverence. Hallelujah. The honor that belongs to the one and only God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That that belongs to that position, that honor, that reverence. Hallelujah. When a king walks into the room, that honor belongs to you. God, Lord. But then there's the glory that manifests. 
the intensity of your presence. And Lord, there's waves and levels and and depths. Lord God, and, and your will is for us to never to be without revival again. We are to bathe in glory. It is to be with us every day. Hallelujah. Normal Christianity is not normal. Hallelujah. It is radical Christianity that is normal. Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, let us begin to to soak in your presence. Oh God, let us begin to desire the presence of God. To pursue the presence of God. To have a passion for the presence of God. Lord God, if we will honor the presence of God, if we will honor the Holy Spirit in our midst, He will manifest more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgive us for our sins against the Holy Spirit. Some people say that those sins against the Holy Spirit are not for today. I disagree. There's people that blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you show me that that at first, you know, if they just keep on blaspheming, then, then he, he begins to judge. But no one in their right mind will blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But there are people that blaspheme the Holy Spirit. There's people that that say negative things about the Holy Spirit. And um, are they Christians? Well, definitely they got demon spirits. Definitely they are religious. What if they keep on doing? They will die. Lord God, and one sign that you told me there will be, when you begin to raise up the cowardice of revival, the leaders of revival. But God, you want revival to take on a nature's own. You want revival to be among the everyday people. Hallelujah. You want children to lead people to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Basic Christianity is the book of Acts. Father God, revival is to be every day. The church was never to be without revival. It's because we align ourselves with religion. What is religion? It's anything that doesn't have to do with the Holy Spirit. Anything. Oh God, Lord, and you want to, um, you want everyday people to walk in signs and wonders. Everyday people will walk in signs and wonders. And Lord, the time will come where we become so fat with God's glory that the next stage is the glorification of the body. We are to be fat with God's glory. The point will come because our, our physical body will not be able to endure. Then we will receive our glorified body. Everyone's waiting for the rapture of the church, but no one is waiting for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Lord, we wait for the glory of God, but we believe that we're already in revival since AD 33. 
We believe that we're seated with Christ. We believe that we are the temple of God. Help us to practice the presence of God. Help us to flow with God. Lord God, we are all babes. We are all babes, no matter how many years we are. When it comes to the glory of God and manifestation of the power of God, being led by the Spirit of God, no, you know, no matter how many years we've been led by the Spirit of God, we're still babes, and and because it's childlike faith that's going to work. Childlike faith, give us faith for the glory of God, Lord. It's time for the harvest. We have come into the time of harvest. We've come in the time of many harvests that there will be continuous harvest of oh God. Bob Jones said that certain cities that already will have 700,000 um, 7, people coming to know Christ on a continuous basis. Father God, we know that that the Reformation that is coming, that, that you want to raise up new wineskins, new environments, that are built around the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit builds around us, not the Holy Spirit builds around our program. For years we have done that, and we have little Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will not share. He will not be cornered down, because He is, He is God. Hallelujah. And now we must build around Him. Lord, raise up apostles and prophets that give us revelation to flow with God. Lord, it's the time of harvest, harvest, harvest of nations. Lord, when whole nations will be won to Christ, when whole people groups will be won to Christ, when whole cities will be won to Christ. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, raise up the harvests, raise up the labors of the harvest, raise up the kings and priests in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for evangelistic missionary church planning movements to come forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, for favor, wealth, and finances to flood the apostles and prophets, to flood the bodies, to flood the priesthood, to flood the church of God, to flood these, these evangelistic missionary and church planning movements in Jesus' name. Father God, that, that 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 we will have the fear of God and be transparent how we handle finances, oh God, that we can that that we can do a lot. Oh God. And Lord God, we pray, Father, for every nation. We pray for America. We pray for India. We pray for the Philippines. We pray for Germany and France. Hallelujah. And Sweden. And Ireland. We pray, Father, for many nations. We pray for China, Hong Kong, Singapore. We pray for many nations. We pray for all the nations around the world that you will grant them repentance, that you will open up many doors to the gospel, that you will raise up the ecclesia in Jesus' name, that you will establish them in the new apostolic wines, that you will establish them in the thesis of the Third Reformation, that you will raise up, O oh God, prayer centers, Revival centers, apostles and city search centers, that you will bring reformation to the church of God, Lord God, that 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 they do not have to represent or be epistle of the Church of America, that they will be epistles of the kingdom of heaven, 
and they will have their each each nation will have their own uniqueness that God wants for them. That there'll be creativity, oh God. That we will not be copycats. That we will not be copycats. Hallelujah. That we do not have to worship and praise God all the same. We don't have to have the same schedule for each church service. But we will follow the creativity of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, for multitudes of breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray, Father, for waves of angels, sent forth harvest angels, revival angels, sent forth the seven angelical watches, sent forth warning archangels, sent forth strong angels in Jesus' name, anti-witchcraft angels, sent forth healing angels in Jesus' name, and breakthrough angels, financial angels in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray. I pray, Father, for all believers. I pray for everyone who's listening to these messages, influenced by the ministry and the church all the world. Oh God, I pray, Lord, for justice for all believers. Oh God, justice. We pray for breakthroughs, multitudes of breakthroughs, and justice, and restitution, and restoration, and healing. We pray, Father, for divine healing in their bodies, healing in their brains. We pray, Father, for creative miracles, God, release deliverance things, bring forth deliverance in their life, that they will not be oppressed by demons, oh God. We are supposed to oppress the demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, we pray for household salvations in Jesus' name. We have been praying for our loved ones. God, we pray, Father, for household salvation in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father God, we pray, Father, for finances, oh God, to flow, oh God, through all believers. Let their pockets, let their wallets, let their bank accounts, oh God, let their purses be filled with finances so that they can support the gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. And Father God, we just pray, oh God, for joy, love, peace to come. The presence of God, the unfolding presence of God upon every believer in Jesus' name. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, Lord, we pray, Father, oh God, protect him from the wiles of the devil. Oh God, in Jesus' name, God, open their eyes, oh God. We rebuke and renounce all deception and delusion in Jesus' name. Release a double um, proportion of truth in Jesus' name. And Father God, Lord, let the anointing of God flow, God, that we will not just be ministers of the Lord, but we will be ministers of the Word. I'm saying that for all believers. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name of God, Lord, what Biddy Hinn and, and people like that and the, these generals of have done is what basic Christians will do in the future. That's basic Christian stuff. That's that that is that is everyday Christian. That is normal Christianity for every Christian in the future. So so the revivals revivalists and reformers of the callous are gonna be way um uh, more deep, more extreme than, than than um more radical and more peaceful than than what we have experienced. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because we're moving forward from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from grace to grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, you said to me, we were talking about what the things you're going to do in my life. It says, when people ask you, that, well, how could you do this stuff? It says, because it's the will of God. It is the will of God. It is the will of God. Hallelujah. It is the will of God. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord God. It's not our degrees. Oh, God. Lord, the times have changed. And, Lord, I pray for many breakthroughs in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Elvis. You can find a lot of information and prayers and books at ElvisIverson.com. So we thank you, Brother Elvis. Betty, are you on the line? Betty Olson. Okay. Betty might be joining us later. That's all good. Praise the Lord. Um, I have a little bit to share with you, my brothers and sisters, today. You know, the greatest chapters of your life can still be ahead of you. But you have to be willing to totally surrender to him. Are you ready to give your best to him? You know, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. <clears throat> but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchase, special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You hear that last statement? He has called you out of darkness. He has called you into his marvelous light. Brothers and sisters, and those who don't know him, Jesus is a, he rewards those who diligently seek him. So if you haven't heard his voice yet, keep seeking him. Let that Holy Spirit lead you and guide you in his scriptures. And one other thing I have for you, excuse me, three words that kind of fell into that they fell into my thought when I was praying this morning of forgive, release, and bless. We've probably all had friends in the past who we hung out with, we had dinner, we helped them, they helped us. Something happens, something, misunderstanding, argument, whatever. And there's a schism you part ways. I've had this happen to me, to an individual I thought was a friend. I really, I reached out to him years later and got a response I will not repeat on this there. And I sought God. And I, I kind of heard, I did hear, forgive me, forgive, release, and bless. So if you've had someone who was a friend, <clears throat> who you felt that relationship just went, they went away for whatever reason, I suggest you forgive them in Jesus' name. Father God, I forgive this individual in Jesus' name. Release. Father God, 
I release this individual to your care. And do not forget to bless them. Father God, I ask you to bless this individual. In Jesus' name. So, praise the Lord. Our next speaker is uh, Early Anderson. You can find Earl at anchor.com. It is spelled E-R-R-Y-L, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, slash Anchor FM. He is the burning bush of North Dakota. His teachings are amazing. Every time I listen to him, I feel like i got to write stuff down. So, praise the Lord. Early, are you ready, sir? Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Take it, my brother. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you again to uh, Elvis Iverson for allowing me to to uh, share on his uh, electronic means here. Goes around the world. It's it's incredible. So thank you, Brother Elvis. Thank you, Brother Marty. And uh, we just commit this day on to you. Even as Elvis was praying about the glory of God, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with your glory. And unfortunately, people have quenched and grieved One of the names of the Holy Spirit, one of the identifications of the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of Glory. And the Spirit of Glory has been quenched and grieved through religion. And we ask, even as Daniel prayed and asked forgiveness for his nation, because the forefathers, because Israel had sinned against God. We ask, Lord, forgiveness for this nation, forgiveness to the denominations, forgiveness to all of the pastors and churches that have grieved and quenched the spirit of glory. Your word also says that as waters cover the sea, so shall my glory cover the earth. We call it forth. We line up with what your word says. We call it forth and proclaim that the glory of the Lord will cover this earth once again. Maybe it's only one last time, but the glory of the Lord will cover this earth one more time. Hallelujah. As the waters cover the sea. And you think about the waters in the Pacific Ocean or the Indian Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean or in the lakes or the rivers, wherever. The waters cover the sea. The waters are fully filled up within them. May the glory of the Lord so fill this earth once again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
the last time we met, I had mentioned that I was going to do a begin a series of teachings on diplomatic immunity. It's perhaps a phrase that is maybe even unheard of in the church, unheard of to many believers. And I'm going to endeavor to go on a lengthy teaching on diplomatic immunity. We're going to be doing an introduction to it today on part one. I don't know how many parts it's going to be. It will be more than it'll be more than two or three parts, I'm sure. But today it's going to be introductory and we are going to press into what diplomatic immunity is. And so immunity, but I'm also going to entitle it Only Believe. So if we go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and not only grab your Bible, but grab a pen and paper, pencil and paper, write these verses down that I'm going to be sharing today, meditate on them. Meditate on the verses, not so much of what I say, but meditate on the scriptures that I give you today, and especially two of them that I'm going to really be highlighting. And uh, throughout the entire uh, period of time that I teach this, I will be coming back to some of these scriptures. But here ends chapter 5, starting in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 18. Now, all these things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. By faith in Jesus Christ, I have become the righteousness of God. I cannot become any more righteous than that. People try to do their works. They try to do their religious things. They try to do all their... their uh, thoughts in their minds of, of how they can please God and how they can uh, serve God. But without faith, it's impossible 
to please God. And by faith in Jesus Christ, I have become the righteousness of God. I cannot become any more righteous than that. I have become the righteousness of God. And all these things were because of God. He's the one that did it. He translated us from this kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son of love. He's translated us into the kingdom of light. He's translated us and we've become a new creation. All things have, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Every sin, transgression, lawlessness, iniquity was done away with. We're a completely new creation. Before, we were never sons of God. We were never sons and daughters of God. We were never children of God. But now that you're born again, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the word of the God, now that you're born again, you're a new creation. You are a son. You are a daughter. You're a child of God. And it wasn't anything that we did except that we ex- ex- accept that we accepted it. We received it. We said, thank you, Lord, because he's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that forgave us. He's the one that has done it all. And we just line up with what he says. Hallelujah. And so this terminology, diplomatic immunity, is taken from verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors and diplomats are the same. They're words that are interchangeable. And so... We call it diplomatic immunity. We could call it ambassador immunity, but that's that just doesn't sound right. It's called diplomatic immunity. And the other scripture that I want to uh, press on is taken out of Mark chapter 5, verse 36, when Jesus said, only believe. Only believe. That's what our response to the word of God is, is only believe. Whether we understand it or not doesn't matter. Proverbs chapter 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And so when we read this word, Peter even wrote, he said, some of the things that Paul wrote are really hard to understand. (laughs) from Genesis to Revelation chapter 22, the revelation of Jesus Christ chapter 22. Within those verses, there's a lot of things there that are hard to understand. But we believe them, whether we understand them or not. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. We do that whether we understand it or not. Hallelujah. So 
grab a paper and pencil and write down these verses that I'm going to be sharing with you. <clears throat> grab your Bible and go through these verses. And I think that as we go through this series of diplomatic immunity, that you'll be encouraged, you'll be strengthened, you'll be ignited on fire with the Word of God and by the Spirit of glory in Jesus' name. This Bible is God's Word to you and me. He said in John 1.14 that the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I believe, I confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. That's really important. That's absolutely essential, that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. This Bible reveals to me not only who Jesus Christ is, the purpose for for which he came, his plan for the future. It covers from the creation, the very first day of creation, all the way to the what we call the end. It includes all of that, but it includes his plans for you and me. I can do what the Word says. I can do it because it's his covenant word to me with covenant blessings and covenant protection. Jesus Christ is the great I am. John 8, 5, 8, 58 says that before Abraham was, I am. That means that even before Abraham was born, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus Christ is the great I am. And I am who I am because the great I am tells me who I am. I am who I am. Because the great I am tells me who I am. And Jesus is Lord of all. Amen. Hallelujah. Diplomatic immunity. Only believe. In John chapter 6, you don't have to turn there, but you can go, turn to, you can write it down, John 6, 68. The multitudes, the 5,000 were following Jesus. And Jesus told them that unless you drink of my blood and eat of my body, you have no part in me. And the response from many of them was that this is a hard saying. And they turned around and left. They were disciples. The scripture says that they were disciples and they turned around and they left him. They stopped following. 
Jesus turns to the disciples that were remaining, and he said, are you going to leave me too? He says, the words that I speak to you are life. They are spirit, and they are life. And Peter responds, and he says, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have, you have the words of eternal life. And so this diplomatic immunity, people will proclaim, I've never heard of such a thing. I've never heard it from behind a pulpit. Why am I teaching it? Because Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're not talking about education. We're not talking about college and university. We're not talking about private school. We're not talking about public school. We're not talking about public education. Reading, writing, and arithmetic is really important. But that's not the kind of knowledge he's talking about. He's talking about the knowledge of the holy. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of the holy. Knowledge of the power of his blood. Knowledge of his covenant. As Paul wrote in Philippians 3.10, Oh, that I might know. Oh, that I might know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the of his suffering being made more conformable unto his death. Oh, that I might know him. This knowledge of the blessings in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14. You write that down, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. We're not going to read it. But within those blessings, that you will be blessed going in and you will be blessed going out. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your grandchildren will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the country, no matter where. Blessed. You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be the lender and not the borrower. All these blessings are for the children of God. Knowledge of these blessings, knowledge of the signs and the miracles and wonders, knowledge of healing, knowledge of the gifts of the Spirit. Why am I teaching this? Because Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, talks about the unsearchable riches of Christ. There's no ending to his riches. There's no ending to his blessings. They are inexhaustible. They're beyond comprehension. They're unfathomable. There's so many of them. They're so high. They're so wide. They're so deep. They're, there's no ending to them. If we live to be a thousand years old, we would not find all of the blessings. We would not experience all of the blessings, all the unsearchable riches of Christ. Even in eternity, we have been given eternal life today. We have it on earth today. If you're born again, you have eternal life today. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as what we are to be doing. We're bringing his kingdom on earth today because we have eternal life already. But even in eternal life, a million years into eternal life, we're still not going to know all there is about God. We're still not going to be able to search out all of the riches. They are inexhaustible. They are beyond comprehension. A million years into eternal life, we're going to come up to one another and say, let me tell you what I just learned today. Let me tell you what just happened to me. And your excitement will be, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what just happened to me. Let me tell you what just what I just learned. Because they're inexhaustible. Why am I teaching on diplomatic immunity? I've traveled from the east coast of the United States to the west coast of the United States. I've been many, 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 many churches, fellowships, different denominations. I've traveled to France, England, Germany, Mexico, Brazil, Canada. I've been at meetings. And too often time, I have heard all about the power of the enemy, this slew foot, this double of old, this accuser of the brethren. Even in intercessory prayer in, in, in huge meetings, massive conferences that I've been able to partake in as an intercessor. I'd go in and early in the morning amongst all the intercessors, and they were focused on what the devil had done. The devil is doing this, the devil's doing that, the devil is doing this, the devil is doing that. And they were exalting and proclaiming his power. And what began to really grieve me, what happened to the power of the cross and the resurrection? What happened to the power of the cross and the resurrection? Go with me to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 15, hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things exist. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, verse 15. Reading Colossians 1, verse 15. Colossians 2, verse 15. 
Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle out of them. He made a laughing stock out of them. Having disarmed the powers and the principalities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Hallelujah. In Luke 10, 19, he said, Behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any means, no thing, nothing, no thing, nothing by any means shall harm you or hurt you. In 1 John 4, 4, 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. John is saying to the little children, He's not talking to the mature prophets and apostles, the sages. He's talking to the little children. The little children that were just born again today, that were just born again yesterday, that were just born again last week. The little children and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. So I began to wonder why so many Christians are walking around defeated, beat up by the devil, beat up by the enemy, giving the enemy recognition and credit for power when he was defeated at the cross. Jesus rose victorious from the grave Yet Christ defeated all the enemies, every principality, every might, every dominion, every power, every ruler, evil ruler, evil authority. The spiritual tyrants in the entire universe, he defeated them at the cross. Every evil and foul spirit and devil he defeated. So why am I teaching on diplomatic immunity? Because it applies to every saint of God. Whether you were born again two minutes ago or whether you've walked with the Lord 60, 70, or 80 years or however many years you've walked with him. But it comes down to what Jesus said, only believe. So what, what, what is a diplomat? What is an ambassador? Well, they're appointed by the ruler of a nation, by the president, by a king. They're appointed by a nation, and that ambassador, that diplomat, represents a nation from where they came from, and they act on behalf of their nation, and they follow the instructions of their government, their ruler, whoever uh, appointed them. They follow their instructions. And that's from a natural, worldly, political position. 
and there's perhaps uh, some failures and limits from a worldly point of view. I think, you know, in the United States here, there's a lot of failures and a lot of limits. And I'm going to be going back even before my time, but one of the greatest diplomatic errors, ambassadorship errors that were ever recorded, listed, happened on December 7, 1941, in Washington, D.C., when the Japanese ambassador, diplomats, were trying to explain what Japan's position was. And all the while they were trying to do that, Pearl Harbor was happening. And it was a major failure on Japan's part. It was a major failure on that diplomat and that ambassador that represented Japan. But we are appointed by God as his ambassadors, as his diplomats. And we represent a kingdom in its entirety with no limits and no failures. No limits and no failures. No limits and no failures. We represent an everlasting kingdom which increases without end. Isaiah 9-7. Isaiah 9-7 says, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom without end. So that's what a diplomat, a diplomat represents the nation, the ruler, the president, the king that sends him. And we're being sent by a king of kings. We're being commissioned by the Lord of lords, the God of gods. We're being commissioned by Christ himself to go into all the world to preach the gospel. That doesn't always mean leaving your city, leaving your community. It can be right there in your home area. But you're an ambassador of Christ. You're a diplomat representing a king and a kingdom. And what's this immunity? We call diplomatic immunity. So what's immunity? Immunity is the ability to resist harm, resist corruption, resist sickness and disease. It's the ability to resist harm or hurt. So diplomatic immunity, scriptural, biblical diplomatic immunity, gives us protection from harm, as we go forth as ambassadors of Christ. But we only have to believe. Only believe. See, Jesus had to say that because not everybody believes. There's denominations that are teaching cessationism, that all of the gifts and everything ended 2,000 years ago. There's people that say, well, healing isn't for today and prophetic words aren't for today and this isn't for and that isn't and it's, a, it's of the devil it's right from the pit of hell 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. The blessings that he gave to Israel in the Old Testament, we receive in the New Testament also. All the blessings. When he died upon the cross, he took all the curses that we might walk in the blessing of Abraham. We receive the blessings, but we have none of the curses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he says, only believe. I'm not saying that the devil isn't real. We are to be aware of his wiles, of his schemes, of his strategy. But we're not to fear him, and we're not to cower from him, because God, Jesus, has given us all authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions. So that's upon every demon and every foul spirit. Over all the power, not just a little, over all the power of the enemy. So like in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil. And how did Jesus defeat him? with the word of God. He always used the word of God to defeat, and that's what we have to do. That word of God is not only a a defender, but it's also, it's it's not only a defensive weapon, but it's also an uh, offensive weapon. That word of God works both ways. That's why it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So I'm only going to be teaching this same word of God, these words of life, these covenant words. I'm not going to do a denominational teaching, hallelujah. I'm not going to do an American teaching, hallelujah. I'm not going to be doing a cultural teaching, hallelujah. I'm going to be using the word of God. And it's of the kingdom of God. So this is only an introduction to diplomatic community today. And there's going to be six scriptures that I primarily we'll be using every time, but each time we get together, there's going to be a whole bunch of of, uh, other scriptures. We're going to be working this from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament so that you can see that it's not something new. It's not something that I dreamed up. It goes all the way back from Old Testament and works all the way through New Testament. So the, uh, so the primary scripture we're going to be using is 2 Corinthians 5.20, where he says that he's made us ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors of Christ. We have to grab a hold of this in Corinthians, that Paul, when he's writing this under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, under the direction of the King of Kings, under the direction of God, of the Lord God Almighty, as Paul is writing this to the Corinthians, we have to grasp a hold of, first of all, who are these Corinthians? These Corinthians, again, Paul is not writing to apostles and prophets, fivefold ministry, although it applies to them also. 
But all these Corinthians were a very carnal group. Carnality was excessive. This Corinthian church was, Paul started it in Corinth, and Corinth was one of the most paganistic, heathenistic places of the time with their prostitution and the false worship that they had. And Paul goes in there and and begins to start a church there. And, of course, people try to bring in all of their traditions into their faith. And it's time for us to cast aside all of our traditions and just go by what the Word of God says instead of what the denomination or the heathen place that we came out of teaches. So these Corinthians were very carnal. They were, but yet he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, I think it is, that they came short in no gift. They came short in no spiritual gift. Isn't that something? These carnal, spiritual babies, he was addressing as ambassadors of Christ. These carnal people that were not what people would say, walking in holiness, did not come short in any spiritual gift. Hallelujah. And it was these people that Paul was writing to and saying that you are ambassadors of Christ reconciling the world onto God. See, because God made us new creations. We're children of God. And as a child of God, we have his DNA in us. As a child of God, we're given authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm us, hurt us. Let's go to another passage of Scripture that we're going to be looking at a lot. It's Luke 10, 19, again, where he says that, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can trample upon serpents and scorpions. I want to read that to you out of this Passion Translation, this relatively new translation that we have here in the States, in case somebody from other countries are listening. And I'm going to be reading this out of Luke chapter 10, verse 19 and 20, out of the Passion Translation. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom, over the enemy's kingdom, that is. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power. Satan possesses. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source 
of your authority. Your authority comes because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your authority does not come because you're a member of a church, because you've been faithful to a denomination. You have authority of God because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's because you're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And you know, when we consider prayer, I would venture to say that everyone, all of the saints, you and I, all have struggled with and questioned whether God was our hearing our prayers at one time or another, perhaps more in the beginning of our walk than later as we mature in faith. But 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says, Now this is a confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And yet we can memorize scripture and we can turn to scripture, but then lips sits on our shoulder, the enemy sits behind us, and says, oh, that's not the will of God. And so we struggle with, well, is it the will of God? Is it the will of God? Oh, is it the will of God? Is it the will of God? And we struggle with that. But, you know, we know that Jesus always prayed, and all his prayers were answered. Is that not right? Amen? Jesus always prayed, and all of his prayers were always answered because he prayed in faith. But then after all, he was God. He is God. He always prayed the Father's will. He was always prayed up, and he, al- he already saw what was going to take place during the course of the day. So let's go to Matthew chapter 8. If you go, please turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. There's a leper that came to him. And in verse 2, the leper said, Lord, if you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I'm willing be cleansed, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Let me tell you, it's God's will that you be healed, period. Anytime a person goes into prayer and says, oh God, if it's your will, you may as well stop praying right there, because you've already killed, you've already destroyed, you've already spoken that you have no faith. Oh God, if it's your will. No, it's God's will that you be healed, 
period. And here, Jesus, you notice Jesus did not pray for the man. The man asked him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, and he was made whole. Jesus didn't pray. He just put out his hand and he touched him. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that fills my soul. Something happened. Now I know he touched me and made me whole. Sorry, I did that. I didn't mean to uh, irritate your ears. But it's God's will that you be healed. And here, again, we have this whole hoax of this, of this uh, pandemic that's telling us to remain six feet from each other and don't touch each other and, and uh, wear masks. You know, if you wear a mask, you are conforming to this world. And Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, do not be conformed to the way of this world. Do not be conformed to this way of this world. Be conformed to Christ. And can you imagine Jesus walking around with a mask today? Can you imagine Jesus walking 10 foot from this, or six feet from this leper and says, oh, I can't touch you. No, Jesus reached out and touched him. It's God's will that you be healed. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verse, six, uh, verse 15. And G, uh, Peter's mother-in-law was sick. I guess that kind of blows a, a Catholic teaching that Peter was celibate, doesn't it? Yeah. Peter had a mother-in-law, so that meant that if he had a mother-in-law, he was married. In verse 15, she had this fever, and in verse 15, Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Oh, don't touch anybody that's contagious. You might get it yourself. Oh, it's contagious. It's highly contagious. You might get it. Don't touch anybody. Jesus touched them. He commands us to touch people. He commands us to give a holy kiss. <laughs> he commands us to lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. He didn't say, but find out from some fake doctor whether they're contagious and how contagious and highly contagious or a little, maybe that just, maybe that's not contagious. If it's not contagious, you can touch them. But if it's contagious, you can't touch them. We have to line up with what God's word says and not what these fake doctors say, these fake politicians say, these all of the hoax that's out there. We have to walk, today we have to walk with the word of God and in the spirit of God more than we ever have before. 
Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law, and she was healed that very hour. Drop down a couple more verses to uh, Matthew 16, 17, and 18, or 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Healed all who were sick. Healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He took them all. It's God's will that you be healed. It's God's will that everybody be healed. It's God's will. In Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, verse, as soon as I get there, I'm paging. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. If you've been born again, God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, God is with you. And he's commissioned you to heal and to cast out devils. And so we think about this thing about prayer, though, and we all kind of struggle sometimes well, am I praying in God's will or am I not praying in God's will? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just don't know sometimes. And yet if we go to John 17, John chapter 17, the Gospel of John chapter 17, we have the last prayer of Jesus or one of the last prayers. In John chapter 15, or John chapter 17, verse 15. I want you to highlight this because this is really an important verse. This is an absolute important verse. This is imperative. John 17, verse 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Now, this is Jesus praying that we would be kept from the evil one. It's called diplomatic immunity. It's God's will that everybody be healed and saved. His prayers were always answered. If you see Jesus doing something, as you know, as you're reading the scriptures, and if you know, I, I put myself, I you know, I, I, I visualize it. I, I imagine myself being there at the time. With hearing the sounds of the people and the whatever is going on in the background and the animals and the smells, I, I try to identify that as I'm reading scripture. I try to put myself. Obviously, I, I'm not there, but I, you know, I, I kind of put myself there, and I see Jesus doing these things as an ambassador of Christ. You and I represent this authority 
of his kingdom and his will. And when we see him doing something, we can go out and do likewise. And so this John 17, 15, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. All of Jesus' prayers are answered. And Jesus prayed, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. That you should keep them from the evil one. That you should keep them from the evil one. And God is in you and God is in me. And God can keep us from the evil one. I don't know why people are focused on the power of Satan when he was completely defeated at the cross and God has given us full authority to walk over every demon spirit, every, every foul spirit, every power, every, all the power of Satan himself. God has given us the authority to do it. And nothing by any means shall harm us. Hallelujah. Here's another one. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1421 in my Bible, if you have the same Bible. Probably don't. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified just as it is in you. You know the word of the Lord has free course in you? If you allow the word of the Lord to have free course in you, it can have free course in you. Don't resist the word, receive the word. Allow the word to have free course in you. Do not grieve and quench the spirit of the living God. Do not grieve and quench the spirit of glory, but let the spirit of glory flow through you. Verse 2, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. In verse 3, here's another one. Verse 3, highlight this one. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. The Lord is faithful. We might have friends that aren't faithful, kind of like Marty was saying a little bit ago people that we used to run around with. Of course, they were probably in the world when we were in the world. We ended up getting saved and something happened and they turned away from us and walked away from us. It can be brothers and sisters. It can be, uh, you know, siblings in our own family or cousins and uncles and aunts and friends, neighbors. They just walk away from us because they don't want anything to do with this Jesus stuff. Well, we forgive them. And we extend the love of Jesus to them. We try to, as ambassadors of Christ, we're trying to reconcile them to God. But many of them grew up in denominations, and they're afraid of the truth of God. They're afraid of the truth of God's word. All they go is by their denominational teachings. And a lot of those denominational teachings aren't scriptural. 
So here in Second Thessalonians, verse 3, but the Lord is faithful. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Jesus prayed that God would keep us from the evil one in John 17. And now Paul is writing that the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you from the evil one. So I don't know where people come up with this thing that the enemy is attacking me, the enemy is attacking me, the enemy is attacking me, when God is keeping you from the evil one. Where's the disconnect there? Sometimes the problem is we have strongholds in our mind and those strongholds have to be taken out because God is keeping us from the evil one. Colossians 2.15 again, again, one of the scriptures we're going to be using a lot, that he overcame every principality and power. He disarmed them, every principality and power. There wasn't any that he didn't. There isn't some new principality and power that came up that he didn't know about. Every one of them he knew about. In Matthew 5:36, only believe. These are the six foundational kind of like scriptures that I'm going to be using throughout this whole diplomatic immunity. Only believe. We're going to be looking at many, many more uh, uh, Old Testament scriptures and additional New Testament scriptures as, as uh, we come into this in later teachings, but this is the, just introductory today. And I just wanted you to uh, know where, where I'm coming from on this diplomatic immunity. Jesus, John, we're going to end in this, John chapter 17 again, I'm sorry, John chapter 17, verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And verse 18, as you sent me into this world, I also have sent them into the world. When Jesus touched the leper, he didn't get leprosy. When Jesus touched the fever in, when Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law with a fever, he didn't get a fever. It doesn't matter if they have Ebola or this hoax COVID. There was a bioweapon that was released but if you listen to Fox or CNN or MSNBC or all, any of these mainstream media, you're being filled with lies and deception. You have diplomatic immunity. So, Father, as I end this today, these scriptures are to be in our, in our hearts, not in our heads, in our hearts. Not something memorized in our head that doesn't do anything, but in our hearts. 
that we assimilate it, that we do according to what you say. In Jesus' name, let this diplomatic immunity go forth to everybody that hears this message. And we're going to be expounding on it more in future times, but even this much, even the few verses that I shared today, locks in diplomatic immunity if they only believe. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Earl. That was powerful, amazing. I'm going to go back and listen to that and see if I missed any scriptures. So praise be to the only true and living God. Betty, are you on the call? Okay, we missed Betty. I apologize for that. So my brothers and sisters, I really, I would encourage you to go back and listen to what Earl says. Because what one of the things I got from it, don't limit yourself. We serve a limitless God. Amen. Remember, I can... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, he removed in the sea. Praise God. Amen. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, throughout all the nations, keep seeking the face of Jesus Christ. He rewards those who diligently seek him. I pray this message is a blessing to you. If you are in Omaha, Nebraska, and are looking for a radical, biblical church, you can find us, Global Antioch, at Facebook. You can also look up ElvisIverson.com. And also, you can find Earl Anderson, again, at Anchor.fm. That's E-R-R-Y-L. A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N slash anchor.fm. And I'm going to leave you with one scripture, another scripture. Those who know you, I apologize, those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. That's Psalm 9, verse 10. Jesus Christ is Lord Brothers and sisters, we love you. Keep seeking his face. Remember, God Almighty is still on the throne. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we love you and we trust in you. And let your glory come down. Let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thank you, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Early Anderson. Thank you, Elvis Iverson. Betty, I am sorry. <laughs> but praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You all have a blessed weekend. Praise the Lord. Seek those scriptures. Seek him out through the scriptures. We love you. God bless you all.
Are you still there? 